Pat and Stu. I'm Pat, that's Stu. And uh, over there, to my left, Ugh. to your right, is... Ew. Uh, Ew. Oof. I shudder to think what that is. A disappointment? <clears throat> A <laughs> lump of goo? Uh, would've been, that would have been a really funny line if you had your microphone on, but you didn't. What, what was the line? Because I couldn't hear it because he didn't have his microphone on. Uh, I believe I called him a disappointment, and he said, Mom, is that you? <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. You can always find a way to escalate it. Mm-hmm. Perpetuates the job. That's great. I love it. Oh, I just man. found out something staggering, stunning. Where, where, where you been, man? And stupefyingly disappointing. About who? Tony Romo is is retired now. All of a sudden, I mean, not all of a sudden. As of like twelve hours ago, it said Tuesday morning. This yeah, is no, Tuesday morning. So well, uh, it's eleven. So not twelve. Uh, it was, broke uh, this morning. I saw. I heard it on the way in. So <sighs> yeah, six thirty. Sucks. I really, I, I really thought he was going to play for the Texans. I and, really and thought that was going to be wrapped up. We should disclose the Texans are your second favorite team. Second favorite team. Um, so you were interested in hoping because your your favorite yeah. team already has Aaron Rodgers, so you don't yes, need a quarterback. They're all there. set. They're all set for the time being. But mm-hmm. uh, Tony Romo with the Texans, and I, I'm a Romo fan. I always have been, and I, I really wanted him to prove that he had a lot left in the tank, and that the Cowboys made a mistake with Dak Prescott. But now he, ne- he never will. Going to the broadcast booth, and he's replacing Phil Sims. Did Phil Sims know he's replacing <laughs> Phil Sims? <laughs> I don't know. Based on what I read so far, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, one of the stories that I read was that uh, Tony Romo, they don't know if he's going to immediately be in the broadcast booth with, uh, is it Al Michaels? Jim Nance. Jim Nance, yeah. With Nance and, and Romo, or if he's going to be groomed and brought up, or if uh, immediately, Sims will be relegated to the second broadcast team, or if he'll be kicked to the curb. Nobody knows. Kind of weird. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it's weird how that's tied in. I mean, he's been uh, he's been doing that for years with Nance. Oh yeah, and and, uh, and Romo's never done it once. Are you I mean, going to put him in that role already? You certainly get the sense from Tony Romo that he'd be very good at this. I think I mean, he would, but, but you never know. Right. I mean, people thought Jeffy would be good at the show, and, and obviously, look at, look at, look I what mean, happened. That's a prime example, prime example. of what I'm talking about. Like, seriously, Jeffy has been in the broadcast industry <laughs> for what? 70 years? <laughs> Longer than that. Well, oh, uh, yeah. in broadcast, though. Because, I mean, he, he was on the that, first broadcast after Marconi invented the medium. That's true. So and, Marco- uh, and you know Marconi, for all of his brilliance, obviously should not have allowed that. No, he shouldn't. Uh, but uh, J- seriously, Jeffy, how long have you been in uh, in radio? No, you're right, Stu. <laughs> seriously, going back to the the old days in Michigan, right? You started in Michigan or Florida? You started? Yeah, Michigan. And what year was that? Give us a give us a year on that one. Eighteen tip. He won't. You know he won't. <laughs> no, he won't give a year. He'll never tell us. We age. know how old he is. I was just telling him this off the air tip. last week. I'm like. Dude, we know how old you are. No, you don't. Okay? No, you don't. You can stop the pretense. No, you don't. You the don't. guy told us when you were in eighth no, grade no, in 1974. Technically, you don't know. Yeah, I would we, disagree. I would disagree. We don't know because oh, we, we don't, don't know. know how many times he flunked eighth grade. Right. We I mean, do not know that. Could have been 50. Right. It could have. I mean, and I, I, I would say that's probably underselling it. <laughs> My guess is it would be higher. <laughs> Plainly. Yeah, you'd think at least 80, 85 times. Yeah, right. And that's just 8th grade. Then there's ninth. there's 10th, there's 11th. Well, We're still on your Tony Romo point. Right. Well, we know how old he was in 8th grade, right? Or no, we know what year he was in 8th grade. So he could have been 70 when we saw that picture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you might. Everyone, everyone thinks, God, he looks terrible, but maybe he looks great for his age. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unlikely, but it's possible. Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, Tony Romo. 
Except yeah. apparently Tony Romo playing for the Houston Texans. Look, That's apparently it's hard to get hurt. I've been yeah, there. It's, it's hard um, to blame him. He's got a ruptured disc in his back. He's had an operation. He's had the, the operation that I don't know a single person it worked for. And apparently... Uh, he's probably decided, okay, that's enough. Yeah. By the way, what a great idea, too. Like, he gets hurt at the beginning of last season, right? right? Yeah. Now, sure, you can retire right then, but you could also stay employed the entire season, and the entire offseason, and or wait whatever to the last possible moment and yeah. say, you know what, i got to say it. Nah, yeah. It's time for me to call, to call quits. I I'm like really surprised, though, because usually competitors like him, Aren't ready to do it yet. Yeah, you know, I, I, someone had said, and I, you know, I, I hate the Cowboys, uh, so I want the worst things in the world to happen to them. Um, but uh, someone had said he had been posting a lot of videos of him playing with his kids at home, and you know, you, that does put a different perspective. I know when I have terrible days, and I go back, and you hang out with the kids, and you play with them, and you do those things. Like it does, not, mm-hmm. not you, Jeffy, but for a lot of people, God, why do people kind of resets you in what matters. Mm-hmm. And like Tony Romo, you know, the guy's going to retire with the second highest passer rating of all time. Uh, he did not get his Super Bowl, no, but his no, hands you know, are empty. Maybe you know what? So what? You know, you, you finish your career, you did your best. You go mm-hmm. back in there and risk not. You risk basically your oh, life yeah, going you back risk, in there with Ed, with him at this point in his back. Why bother? Just, you know what, take your money, go do a nice, fun job, do a little broadcasting, go to some games, Make watch some games, dollars a year. play with your kids all the time. Rest uh, your life. Man, uh, there's a good argument to be made. Yeah. Every year they're like, oh, you know who's going to get this new coaching assignment? John Gruden. He's not taking no your way. stupid job. No oh, he's way. been offered over and over, over and over again. No way. He's already, he no built way. up. No way. Yeah. He loves flying in and out of Tampa. He I like that guy, too. I think he's really good. No way. He's really good at what he does. And yeah, and he's good on the air. And, and yeah. why? That's a better job. Yeah. I mean, plainly, it's a oh, better much less stress. He yeah. gets a little bit of sleep. Yep. <laughs> Way better. He still gets to hang around the sport he loves. Yep. I mean, that, that's a good game. And he can do as much or as little as he wants, basically. Right. I mean, so that, that's great. Uh, and so I think maybe Romo said, you know what? Why am I doing this? Why don't I go back, get myself beat up? I might be paralyzed. You know who may have said it uh, even stronger than he did? His wife. Very possible. Yeah, it's very possible. You've played a- long enough. Why put your body through that? I want you home more. You played long enough. I can hear it. Yes. See, now, I can hear it. That, you're that making a the case for him deciding to play. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got six months after Cause, that decision. Because the yeah, the old joke is, uh, I mean, a lot of the players were talked about. Uh, you know, like they they get. Uh, Monday off unless they play Monday then they get Tuesday off mm-hmm. but uh, the the players that come in on their day off are the veterans <laughs> they're just like I gotta yeah, stay here I as long gotta, as possible uh, no I gotta go in I gotta it, go in it would be an interesting <laughs> thing too for Roma to go in there get his feet wet here but stay in shape you know and then wait and mm-hmm. see you know maybe one week 13 a big quarterback gets hurt eh, maybe uh, maybe get some uh, maybe you come back in you know, you don't have to risk the whole thing. You don't have to go through the whole process. You don't have to worry about making the playoffs. Still, though, he gets hurt. You, know, you, you get a, you get a well, let's say, for example, let me just give Pat Gray the ultimate here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're in week 13. The Packers are 11-2, and two, and Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. Oh, I take Romo. You, you, just, you just pop Romo in right back in there and let him bring it to the championship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you could yeah. see something like that happen. because he, he doesn't need to retire for performance. Right. Um, so, I, you know, you could see something like that happening. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting story. But I, I think more and more people, especially in football, are saying to themselves, look, I made a lot of money here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know and we're seeing it now with younger players who haven't made a lot of money. And they're, they're retired. I mean, the 49ers had a huge swath of them a year ago. 
where they're just like, you know, hey, yeah, I'm 24, but I'm worried about concussions. Bye. Now, that seems mm. like a, an, a, a, a decision you might regret later on. That CTE yeah. thing is frightening. It's frightening. I mean, especially if you've watched Concussion. Mm-hmm. And I know that was a one-sided deal. Yeah, sure, it, sure. it was a one-sided telling of that story. It made the NFL look really bad. And, and I've heard that Dave Dewerson, who's presented as this beast in the movie, didn't do anything of the kind. Mm-hmm. And, and they, kind of, they kind of admitted it, the producers of the movie, and they said, well, we needed a villain. So you attached it to a real-life guy, I Dave Dewerson, who wasn't that way? Yeah. That sucks. That's bad. That, I'd be pissed if I was, you know, uh, Dewerson's yeah. widow. Because the guy died of what he, you know, of the same thing. Um, so uh, I think he committed suicide too, right? Mm. Dewerson? I think he did. So. Uh, anyway. We, we talked to, I mean, but we talked about Dr., to Dr. David Chow on the show. Uh, or it was on One Four still, I think. We, I don't think we had him on the show, but I think it was on One Four Hours. We aired your interview. Though. Yes, that's okay, what that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. And, you know, he went through all the uncertainties as to what they know and what they don't know. Uh, about this, whether mm-hmm. it affects other people in other industries, uh, yeah. whether you know all they yeah, had, and it might. He even it said, might. he said, I believe the quote was, "We don't know way more about this than we know." I I would think that some of these fighters in MMA, uh, the UFC, I, they've got to have that. I mean, they're getting beat in the head time after time after time after yeah. time, and some of those guys are fighting, you know, three and four times a year, five, six times a year. I'm really glad you said that. You reminded me, Jeffy, I entered you into an MMA tournament. <laughs> uh, you're going to be uh, fighting professionally. I wish I could, Stu, but that's why, you know, that's why I gave up uh, professional sports. Uh, no, you, just well, they tired gave, of getting hurt. They gave Stu. up on you. Just tired uh, of getting they hurt. Gave up know, I, they gave up on you before you even... <laughs> before they knew who I mean, you were. I, I know the feeling. <laughs> I know the but feeling. But you know what? Of, this uh, is, look, this is a chance to, to relive that wonderful moment you always tell us about where, I don't know, you went to a game and someone looked at you from the field or whatever your professional sports you know, experience is. Uh, you can relive that here. You're going to get in the ring. It's, uh, now, the, he's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. He has hurt people in the past. Um, and this is not a sanctioned bout, I should say. Also, he'll have a knife. But other than that, uh, it's a, I think he'll do well. It doesn't sound fair. <laughs> yeah, well, so life yeah. isn't fair. Yeah, you, know you know what I mean? That's, that's a life great isn't point. fair. It's a that's, great point. Yeah, it's one thing you need to learn, Jeffy. You need to learn it. Oh, and you're going to learn it. And it's a tough lesson. Oh, you it's will learn it. It's a tough lesson, it. but you need to learn it. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave professional sports. Professional sports left me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great impression of Jeffy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Rand Paul uh, has called on uh, Susan Rice to testify after reports of unmasking uh, to ask if she was ordered by Obama. Uh, Former National Security Advisor Susan Wright, uh, they want her to testify now on new reports that she sought to unmask the names of President Trump's transition officials caught up in surveillance. Mm -hmm. Um, And Rand Paul is calling this the smoking gun. He was referring to reports by Fox News, uh, Bloomberg, and others that Rice sought to disclose the Trump associate names. Those names were apparently sent to members of the National Security Council and the heads of the CIA and National Intelligence. So, I mean, is there something to this surveillance thing? I don't know. They're trying to make it well, seem like there is. I mean, there's, this is the issue, is there's two separate things, right? There's two separate things here. Was, were associates of Donald Trump's uh, surveilled and caught in uh, what they call incidental collection. Um, the answer to that is, I think, clearly, yes. Probably, yeah, um, probably. Now, so there's a step past that where 
Did Susan Rice or someone else, perhaps at the behest of Obama, though we have no evidence of that, um, but Susan Rice, I, you know, you could totally believe this. Um, and that's not enough to prove a case, by the way. Uh, but I could totally, it, it fits into my worldview, so I'm going to forward it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem like, and, and, and her people kind of admitted that it happened, that she did these unmasking. Now, she has the ability to do this legally. Um, that does, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything. The question is, did she do it with political motivations? I mean, you can certainly guess at that one. And did she release it outside of the community um, where, where it was supposed to stay? And those two things are big questions. And there's one other element to this that should be brought up. I just don't care. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. But this whole surveillance thing, I, I don't, for some reason, I can't... Seem I think I know the reason. Hair. Uh, it's the same reason uh, that you turn on uh, TNT on uh-huh. a Tuesday night, yeah. and the Milwaukee Bucks have a, a, a tight game against the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I don't. And care. you don't care. Don't Why care. is it that you don't like I've got sports? No dog in the fight. You've got no dog in the fight. That's I've what got this no is. Dog right? in the fight. You don't like Obama. You don't like Susan Rice. You don't right. like Donald Trump. You don't like Michael Flynn. You don't like Paul Manafort. You're right. I don't like any of them. And any I just don't care who spied on who, or if anybody spied on anybody. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I I can't get me, worked up about no. it at all. And people are asking me about it all the time, and I'm like, look, I don't know. I'm not even following it. I know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the issue here is... I don't know. Look, it is a big deal. If Susan I, Rice... I guess it is. Uh, went and and, and can't get For there. political purposes... Let's just take it to the extremes on both sides. If Susan Rice, for political purposes, went uh, to uh, and tried to unmask these things and, mm-hmm. and leak these names to the press and leak their conversations to the press mm-hmm. to ruin Donald Trump's campaign so that mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton would win, mm-hmm. we absolutely mm-hmm. should prosecute that to the fullest extent of the law. I suppose. On the, on the other mm-hmm. side, if Donald Trump was coordinating with the Russians, or people in his campaign were coordinating the Russians, to try to get him elected instead of Hillary Clinton, that absolutely should be followed up with the, uh, on mm-hmm. the, uh, the fullest extent of the law. So uh, I think both of those can be true, and also I don't really care that much. I know. I just, it's I don't weird. have a, you know, it's not that I don't care. It's I don't have a passion. I don't have a rooting I interest. Right. I, you know, like, it's the same way, you know, for me, another good example of this would be a lot of times I'll turn on, uh, I'll hear something on the on sports radio and they'll be talking about some golf tournament. And it's on at home and it's a quiet uh, Sunday afternoon. You know, maybe I'll flip on the golf tournament, but I don't care who wins. I'm mildly mm-hmm. interested from a level of competition. I want the law uh, in this in the in the political case to be uh, upheld. Mm-hmm. Um, these are these have long-standing ramifications. If one of these two get away with this, if they did it, it's a big deal. But like, I don't have like yeah, and I whatever and, as far as the personal part goes, I don't have that that extra excitement. In and this and the other element involved in 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 making this uh, non-passion issue to me is that. I don't believe anybody involved. Nope. I don't believe Trump because he's an absolute bald-faced liar. And yep. I don't believe Obama because he's an absolute bald-faced liar. Yep. And so is Susan Rice. And so is Michael Flynn. And so is everybody involved here. So, I, I mean... And, and, and you know what? Uh, this is the sort of thing. Because at some point, we will get to real information. Mm-hmm. They will go through this investigation. We'll have some idea of what really happened. And at that, there's, n- there's nothing of value for me right now until they get there. Yeah. You know, at right. some point, you know, it is interesting. Like, do I want to know if people broke the law? Should they should Susan Rice go to prison if she committed a crime uh, on that level? The answer to that is yes. The same thing goes for Paul Manafort. But um, it looks like a lot of this was legal if she did it. It does right? seem like that it, is it where we are like, right now. But I, yeah. you know what? I'm fine. Pat, I'm fine with 
I know. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Uh, you know what? I when know, something happens too. that is concrete, we'll come back to that story. Right. Marissa, we're off that story. Yeah, I like that. How about that? We're uh, off that story. I think story. that's a good idea. I, like, it, you know, if there's something massive that we need to cover, we can cover it. But like the ter- twists and turns on an everyday basis, I, you know, I, I'm not that interested in it. I'm slightly more interested in the fact that Warren Buffett is helping launch Cherry Coke in China. That's somewhat interesting to me. Not very, but somewhat. He is? Yes, uh, he's helping right. launch his favorite beverage. Oh, the problem is it's on the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And apparently he's even on the can in China. Look at that. Uh, there you go. Billionaire businessman lent his likeness to Coke to assist the company in promoting Chinese, the Chinese release of Cherry Coke. So they're putting his face on the, on the can for a while. Uh, seems like a win-win for Buffett and Coke. Berkshire Hathaway, Hathaway by far the largest. Good gosh, this guy. Yeah. He is, he owns everything. Yes, he does. I mean, mm-hmm. things you don't even, you can't comprehend. He owns it. Mm-hmm. God, that is just amazing. He owns, he's the largest shareholder in Coke? That's pretty weird. I, I had no idea. I mean, he owns furniture companies, real estate. I just bought Heinz Ketchup a couple years ago, I think. By the way, uh, we we should remind you that this is a man that came to you to tell you, you were at fault that he pays his secretary $60,000 a year. Right. Remember that when you say he's the largest shareholder of Coke. Wow. Oh, that is an infuriating (laughs) argument. I'm glad to see him slide down to number three, by the way, on the richest persons list behind Jeff Bezos. Me too. Uh, Good. But uh, holy cow! I mean, that's amazing. The the furniture, just the furniture holdings are unbelievable with him. This Nebraska oh, furniture outlet that it's, is eight miles long and fourteen yeah. miles wide. It's uh, bigger than in, the Bahamas. It is. Uh, it's it a is. city unto itself. And we went looking for furniture there, and there was nothing I was even interested in. Really? Really. God, thank you for that, Pat. one thing. You have saved me, because my wife has been trying to go there. No, you don't want to go there. And I keep saying, first of all, what is the the attraction here is I get to walk a long time before we get to the furniture. What's the point of this? (laughs) I know. And and she's like, but there's probably great stuff in there. And I'm like, I guess we have to. There's no great stuff in there. There's no great stuff in there. Now that is gospel. Can you rent a golf cart or something to drive around? You should I don't know. I'm asking. Because it is. That thing it's, is massive. I've never seen a building as big as that. In a, it's, it's like Pentagon sized. I, yeah, I think it's like <laughs> a million and a half square feet. It's something ridiculous a, like a, that. And, and the, to the point of, the, it's such a big building. And this is, by the way, uh, twenty five minutes away from uh, where we we are. Maybe forty five minutes from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but they put a, they're putting in like restaurants and yeah. apartment buildings, and like they're building the town around, around this freaking furniture, furniture place. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. But I, I honestly never want to go there, A, because of him. He annoys me. Uh, he, I mean, first of all, he's in the douche Hall of Fame. For good reason. <laughs> and his name <laughs> on the plaque is right. Warren Fat Piece of Crap Buffett. <laughs> yes, is. Which is not, you know what that does? That violates the whole Mark Duplass conversation we had, being nice to each other. Uh, but in this case, it's worthy. And it predates uh, the Mark Duplass. In fairness, it predates <laughs> that conversation. So, And it's another uh, show. And it, yeah. it's so totally, we've moved there's on. a bright line there. there and I think we're all aware line. of that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but like the the biggest furniture company in uh, Utah, I remember years ago, RC Willie, they have like an eighty share in Utah. He bought that whole thing years ago. I don't think people even know he owns RC Willie and and furniture companies like that all over the all over the country now that somebody started and then he just gobbled up. It's he's like the clear channel of furniture outlets. Mm, interesting. It's, it's, it's stretching amazing. across one. Hundred acres. A hundred acres. 
How many square feet? Is it a million? Million plus? Uh, when I drove by that building, they're building 560,000 square okay. foot oh, smaller showroom. Than I just oh, the showroom. That's the showroom. That's not the, the problem wow. is all that's the warehousing's attached yeah. to it. So it's yeah. even so bigger than so that. So it yeah, might be, be a million, million and a half. Because yeah. it, it, is, it is unbelievably massive. When they started building that thing, before they put up the sign of what it was going to be, I was like, what is going in there? I mean, are they are they opening up another NSA place or what <laughs> yeah, is that? It's that? It looks that ridiculous. Yeah, and then you realize it's a furniture <laughs> furniture with nothing in it, nothing you'd want. Yeah, really, electronics nothing and stuff, want. right? Nothing you'd want. Um, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of soda, um, I was uh, going back and forth with the uh, fine people at Hanks uh, Soda. Oh, nice. Oh, I love uh, we love. Hanks. I love the people. We at love Hanks. Hanks. We love the people. So we love, love the Hanks. soda. Big fans of the soda. Uh, my, and, and this goes back to me just blurting out on this show one time, my favorite diet root beer is Hank's Diet Root Beer. It still is. I love it. Um, and so they, they listen to the show. They watch the show uh, mm-hmm. here in the Blaze. Uh, awesome. Awesome people. And uh, so they have, uh, they have, uh, they have uh, hooked me up with a new flavor of Hank's that's coming out. I don't know if it's really? out yet or it's coming out soon. Um, but this would be a great taste test. We could do this on radio or even here or whatever. Um, and, and also other flavors, so then we could just drink the soda. What's the new one? Uh, the new one? Can you uh, say? I, I think so. Well, well I, was, I mean, yes, grape. <laughs> They've never had grape before. Oh, that's so, weird. Uh, yeah. a new grape soda. They also have the orange cream that we love. Oh, the orange cream which is just fantastic. The root beer, is, which is delicious. Oh, um, so maybe we should just so like good. get a selection of Hanks, get it nice and nice and yes. cold. Icy cold, and, yes. then, and then just drink it, and then there was we a, can act like we're reviewing it when we just are enjoying the soda. There was another soda company called, uh, I don't know, Stewart's or something that I thought was really good until I tried Hank's. And yeah. I'm like, wow. It's incredible. Where has this been all my life? It's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've got to go to day 71 of Breguier Held Hostage. That's coming up next. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is a huge development. Huge, yeah. development. huge development last huge night. Development. You're wow. not going to believe what happened in my life. This is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And you might say, wait a minute. You just said you didn't care about a freaking international spying story, and you're going to tell me about a balloon? Yes. Yes, that's what we're telling you. Uh, <laughs> you're so, telling me, Joe, i, I got to spend money to keep from going bankrupt? Yes, yes that's, that's what, what I'm, telling I'm telling you. Yeah, right. <clears throat> oh, boy. Oh, golly. Balloon unsealing. Update. This was fantastic. Holy cow. You want to talk about something serious? Yeah. I mean, what a day yesterday. I think people who are on the, the socials know what the so- On is. the socials? On the socials know mm-hmm. how uh, incredible yesterday was. Like the Twitter and the The Twitters, the, the Facebooks, the, the, grams. the, the uh, Facegrams, mm-hmm. the Instaface. The Snapchats. All of them. All of them. Yep. Um, so uh, yesterday, I, I have a video I want to show you of what I came home to yesterday. And I will say I had... I had a little bit of a moment as this happened. Did you um, weep? I almost did. I, I'm starting to get emotionally tied to the story, and you don't want that, as we were just saying with the, with the spying story. Well, that's um, when you're too wrapped up in the news. I don't want to be wrapped up in the you, news. You don't want to become the news. No, you, just, and I, you I, want to be a dispassionate observer of it. I feel like this is this is what's happened. Wow. Um, so, uh, without further ado, here is uh, what what I came home to yesterday. Oh no. Oh, my. We're not. Oh, no. Good heavens! Now, are we just in the wrong? Yes, oh. I knew it. Oh. Okay. It's still, though. <laughs> We're not hearing the audio. I'm not hearing the audio. Still. If we have it. it is still. Do we have the audio or no? No. So has, 
it's moved to a new spot, but it's still on the roof. Still on the ceiling. Is that what has happened here? Yeah, now it's by my son's uh, bedroom uh, door there. But it traveled. Um, (laughs) We lost. uh, While it uh, while it was attached to the roof, sort of, it slid over. Yeah, it's it's now. I think so. Uh, there's such little amounts of I mean, helium in it that it's just blowing around the ceiling yeah. now with the air conditioner. Like it's very easily pushed around. So obviously now I could grab it, but I'm not going to because of science. Um, <laughs> now remember, this all started because I couldn't grab it. Is your wife, is Lisa okay with this? She is, seems so far. She, she, she hasn't like, moved out yet. Still, uh, for the love of heaven. Take the freaking balloon outside and pop it! And put it in the garbage! That not. sounds like more of something that Pat Gray would say. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds like a murderer, to be perfectly honest with you. I will say, like, I'm not, when I walked I in mean, to, uh, into the house last night and, mm-hmm. I, and I looked up and it wasn't there, I was like, oh my God, it happened. I wasn't even here. Like, down. I actually had this, like, I missed, I missed like, the, the event, death of a relative. The event, yeah. It was, like, that bad. And then I, so I, I, I went upstairs and I looked for it and I saw it. It had blown clear across the room. Oh. Um, to the other side, and I actually had that moment of relief, as if, oh no, the person I love is still alive. <laughs> and that is like I'm getting to that point with this. And it's going to be really hard. Kind of weird. And I said to my like, um, you know, I'm like, don't touch it because first of all, science. Okay? Yeah, I want to know. Oh, yeah. Now, I, part of me, I did entertain the thought of I'd like to get it back over because you know there's that opening there that goes down, you know, because it's kind of open to the from the floor to the ceiling there. Um, and I would like to have it give it that time so it can slowly go all the way to the ground. Where it is now, it's you know, it's the normal, it's a normal floor. It's not open to the. Oh, you could just ceiling. reach up and grab it. I can read. Like, that's the. No. You, know, you see the door, but I, first of all, I'm not going to do that. But it's going to go down. It's going to get to the bottom a lot faster. And I'm concerned that one of the kids might grab it. I gave him a stern talking to, <laughs> and I said, "Don't you dare!" No kidding. Touch my baby. That better be um, true, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that better be true. Yeah, so that's, uh, there it is. Uh, the balloon update uh, right there. And, uh, incredible. Incre- it's, it's incredible. 71 days. 71 it's still days. On the I don't know. Well, is, is, what, what did you say, Jeffy? 70 was your overall? I wanted plus 70. Yeah, I figured plus 70. It's not going to make it to 100. Yeah, I, that, I don't know. I, uh, I'm hearing in, from our producers 55% of the polled audience believes it will make it to 100 days. No way. I mean, it really, you remember when we I'll first joined this balloon saga, when we first joined the balloon saga, the mm-hmm. entire balloon was against the ceiling. Yeah. Now only one mm-hmm. of the three points is touching. So, I mean, it is really, I mean, it's, it's, there's been a lot of change here. Well, yeah, but I mean, you would have thought day two, it's down on the floor. Yeah. Or right? a week. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but they rarely last that days. long. 71 days? No, that's I mean, ridiculous. Here's day 34. Here's day 34. That. That's, what it, that's how we started. And if you see, like, people are like, I mean, why don't you just get, get a ladder? Well, because the stairs are under there. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, a high ceiling. Like, mm-hmm. I, no. Then the people did give me, eventually, some really good solutions to this. Like, I, like t- taking a different balloon with a very long string yeah. and covering it with tape, double-sided tape, so you could high, you could push it all the what way. What a waste of time and energy that would have been. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, but also I wanted to see if we could, if, if we could, how long it was going to take. Now you see, 50 Day few, 52 is starting to peel off. That's when it first started to peel off, but that was 19 days ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really is going very slow. There it is, the 63, it had moved over to the corner, but <laughs> it had completely lost the bottom there. Now it's gone around the corner and down the hall, Fully right? upside down, that. but you see it moving in the direction. Mm-hmm. That's moving in the direction where it ended up. And then one day later, it moved from that side I all the way to the other side. Oh, here's the actual. Oh, 
It moved across the hall. <laughs> very dramatic. Oh, I was doing very, that. You, very dramatic. They cut out my kids' reaction to that because they were. Oh, it was great. Yeah, okay. yeah, I don't know why, but whatever. It's an interesting uh, little uh, little development. Though. Sure is, and more interesting than. I don't know. There's an international scandal involving election rigging, potentially, yeah, and, and leaking of... Uh, whatever. The consumer. balloon. Yeah. 71 days on the ceiling. <laughs> if one of those kids of yours touches that freaking balloon. Oh, yeah. no. uh, that will not happen. That will not happen. I've taught them too You well, need to Jeremy. take him to an orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch any baseball yesterday? I know you watched the basketball. Uh, uh, Gonzaga I, lost. I uh, did watch BYU one. baseball yesterday. I wish I hadn't. BYU <laughs> It was opening day of Major, day Major League teams. Baseball. I don't care about Major League Baseball. I watched the Blue Jays sadly lose uh, in a walk-off home run situation in the next innings uh, to the Orioles, which was uh, upsetting. The Mets also played uh, yesterday, and I guess there's a fan uh, had a little bit of a reaction to uh, his surroundings watch. Oh, Cancellations no. made it nearly impossible to get around. For some, the frustration was <laughs> overwhelming. The Jersey Transit is the absolute worst! <laughs> I'm not going to get to my game now because they are incompetent! Incompetent! <laughs> they tell track G, track E, track E, track E, and then I got on track H, and as you know, this train's not wrong. The announcement was wrong. He was clearly irate about possibly missing the Mets' opening day game. Others worried about missing work. That's fantastic. Track <laughs> <laughs> A, track A, track A. What happened? Uh, well, they had a slight derailment in Penn Station um, mm-hmm. yesterday, or mm-hmm. two days ago. So the fallout of that was, like, they were running yeah. trains, but very very infrequently, and everything was off schedule. And so if you were depending on the train that day, I don't know how you were getting there. <laughs> Plus, there, uh, well, I think one of the, oh, uh, and I don't know if it had to do with this particular, going, going to the Mets game, but uh, I know in New York now, one of the big subway lines is completely shut down for a little over a year. To, re, to, to fix it, mm-hmm. instead of doing it on the weekends for like two and a half or three years, I will just shut it down for a year. I, I tend to favor that approach. I'd rather just get, like, the, I think California tried this at one point, where they were like, we had this major highway repair, and we're like, it's either going to be six months of us doing it like in the middle of the night, or, or just shut it down. one week. One week, you are not going to be able to get to work. And they tried it, and I think it actually worked out pretty well, if I remember right, because people were like, all right, I'm going nowhere near it. Like, they all right. knew. They gave them, like, a year in advance notice. Like, mm-hmm. plan around this week. Take your vacation week. Do whatever. Do whatever. Work from home. <laughs> but you're not getting to work that week. That's yeah. kind of a good plan. You're I right. Kinda, I kind of like it, you know. But, I mean, a year is a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. Um, or you could have, like, the big dig in Boston, which lasted oh. 20 freaking years. Yeah. <laughs> and went, like, billions of dollars over budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was It looks so nice now. That was fun. Um, but, yeah, and it's great now. Uh, one more quick story before we break. I've, this is fascinating to me, and I did not know what's going on. Because I've not been following this story. And I'm not ready to put it in the, in the category of what we talked about on radio today, which is, like, these people who have been besmirched in history and, like, holy crap, I was actually wrong about them. I'm not ready mm-hmm. to put it in there yet. The John Ziegler case, when he came in here and talked to you about Penn State, I'm not ready to put it there yet. But the Aaron Hernandez mm-hmm. trial is going on right now. Listen to this. The prosecution's entire case in the double murder trial against Aaron Hernandez hinges on the theory that Hernandez, enraged uh, that, uh, that he was, had a drink spilled on him um, at a nightclub, retaliated two hours later by opening fire on, on the guy's car, killing him and another person. Then came Monday's def- first defense witness, Antoine Salvador, who may have just ripped apart the prosecution's entire motive. 
Salvador, a psychology doctoral student, testified... What a weird motive they're trying to assign right. to him anyway. Right. It was already a weird story. I mean, really? Because a drink was spilled on him, so he murdered two people? Yeah, Come but the, on. But the case was supposed to be that he was nuts and flew off the handle all the time and had these gang-related issues. Yeah, so, right. like, he was always, you know, don't... Don't step on my, you know, uh, on my, uh, on my reputation and my, and my, you know, you can't do that. It's the typical, I bumped into you in the bar and now we're in a fist fight uh, right. motive. Um, Salvador, a psychology doctoral student, testified Monday that he met Hernandez at the lounge that night in 2012. He said he was with Hernandez for seven to ten minutes and that at no point did he see someone spill a drink or Hernandez appear angry. Not at all. In fact, Salvador said when he asked Hernandez for a photo, the New England Patriot politely declined, only to relent when Salvador told him it was his birthday. The time here is important in that surveillance video, because I thought, okay, well, seven to ten minutes, who cares? Surveillance video shows that Hernandez was only inside the club for nine minutes. Wow. So in nine minutes, we're supposed to believe this guy went in there, got a, a drink spilled on him, and got so pissed off he went and murdered two people two hours later. However, there's a witness who was there for seemingly the entire time and mm. never saw anything like that happen. Um, uh, the two uh, then, and the, he met this guy afterwards. The two reengaged outside the club a few minutes later, where Salvador thanked him for the photo. No problem. Have a good night. Um, the, the, with witness testimony expected to conclude by uh, Thursday at the latest, it's reasonable to ask if the prosecution has overcome its burden of, prov- of proving Hernandez guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Consider, there is no forensic evidence directly linking Hernandez to the shooting. One witness to the murders initially told police the shooter looked like a female with cornrows. The only eyewitness fingering Hernandez as the gunman, Alexander Bradley, is an acknowledged drug dealer who admits to having a bone to pick with Hernandez. The defense, wow. um, the defense wow. revealed Bradley, who testified mm. uh, Hernandez shot him in the face, shut him up about to shut him up about the double murders, t- deleted a text message that stated he didn't know for sure who shot him in the face. <laughs> I mean, I, I've not been following this story, but yeah, this seems pretty amazing. we've been led to believe he shot the guy in the face and then he killed two other people. So he's... And he's guilty for other murders as well, yeah. is what we're told. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting. Wow. Uh, That's I, in, that is interesting. I mean, again... He ruined his whole life. This might be... This is from... And this is not from, like, some blog. It's from Yahoo News. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean... Or Yahoo Sports doesn't necessarily mean mm. this guy just doesn't... He might be a huge Patriots fan or something. And, and yeah. was, I, I, don't, you know, I don't know anything about him, but kind of an interesting case. Anyway, we'll follow it for you. Probably closer than the spine scandal. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents. Stews inevitable. Spoons coming up in a little bit. Uh, also, the Jeffy segment, which we're sorry about. And, uh, and we also, uh, this, have, you, have you followed this NHS story at all from, uh, from Great Britain? A little bit, yeah. Um, so they have, a, I guess, a, a service like, nine, like R911, which is called 111. Um, and so they have a call center uh, where, of course, this is all government stuff because it's all involved in government health care. This is your future if you go down this road. Um, uh, NHS is investigating claims by an undercover reporter that suicidal people calling the NHS 111 helpline are being left on hold until they hang up and that some staff are asleep on duty. The son is the one who did this. They went, they went through the call center. They, uh, uh, they found um, uh, that people were 
uh, putting people on hold and then just waiting for them to hang up so they didn't have to deal with them. Some people were intentionally busying their lines so that they could sleep. This is a suicide, people who were potentially suicidal uh-huh. uh, calling up, and, and who knows what actually happened. I mean, one of them might have done something terrible. Report also claims that managers changed the undercover reporters' timesheets to show they had done more training hours than they had. Department of Health spokesman said the NHS is now urgently investigating, and if any wrongdoing whatsoever is found, including criminal actions, we will want to see the police and relevant NHS mm. regulators alerted. Mm-hmm. They're going to alert people. Wow. They could wow. up to and including uh, alerting someone. Uh, don't please don't say they could also do a strongly worded letter, or like a memorandum or something. Don't tell me that. No, they're not going to do that. Okay, no, they're just not. alerting people. The, yeah, the newspaper that was close. Rec- uh, reported an alleged conversation with one of the handlers about how she dealt with a suicidal patient. It, it said the <clears throat> handler told the undercover reporter she was crying, and I was asking her stuff like, "Do you not really want to talk?" And she was like, no. And I put her on mute. <laughs> wow. Well, that's government health care for you. So get used to that. Uh, it's on the way. Uh, unfortunately, seemingly pretty soon. Now Trump supporters are all on the bandwagon, which I guess is not a huge surprise considering, you know, he did pretty much say he wa- He said it in the past clearly. During the campaign, he said he wanted everyone to be insured and wanted government to pay for it. Now, you could take that as... He only wants government to pay for everyone who doesn't have insurance. So that wouldn't necessarily be single payer. Um, or if you might, you know, if you have your insurance, for example, you could keep your insurance is how mm-hmm. I would put that. Um, it might be a, you know, an interesting way to make that promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, so I guess you could make that argument. Um, but uh, not, a little, little bad, a little bad, a little bad, a little bad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bad, the Jeffy segment is coming up oh, on Pat and Stu. We'll be right back with that. There's still time. We can just reverse this decision. We don't really have to do it. I wish we could. I mean, really, do we have we to do the Jeffy segment? I mean, nobody likes it. Everyone tells us all this. How many meetings have we you had know what? where you they know said why. advertisers don't want to be associated with he's it? Right, because he's overweight. They keep and saying he's overweight, and we don't want to. And then we keep airing it. We yeah. need to make a decision. Lots of meetings. I can Stories that Jeffy found. You've got $13. Dollars. We don't have to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Friday, I figured I'm going to do a quick. I was late. I got out of here late. I still had time to go mm-hmm. to the uh, DMV uh, in the, our, your local town. A quick stop. They close at 5. Okay. It's like 4 o'clock. 345-ish, something like you that. Can leave Nothing's earlier, worse than getting at the DMV in the afternoon so, because there's a zillion people oh, no. there. Well, One zillion That, that is people. true. Mm-hmm. However, I have found a way to speed it up a little bit. So I walk in. There's, of course, a line of people standing up. The seats are all full, and they have their little number where you pull the number for you. 82. Mm-hmm. I, I pull 82, and I think, oh. And I look up. Those of you that followed me on Twitter saw that I looked up. It was 29. Oh my gosh! Oh. I was like, oh gosh! So you know, wow. whatever. And as soon as I pulled the tag, some lady got up in one of the chairs. So I sat down in the chair, and I'm just kind of waiting. And I hear thirty, thirty, and thirty-one. When it goes up, gets up. So I watch this, and I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. Nobody knows what number you have. Right, they don't necessarily check the little No, they stub, do not. Do they? So I watch it happen again, you know, mm. like 33, 33, and I'm thinking, if I stand up right now, I'm good. So I let it go this time. I waited for 34. 
so that she 35, 37, got to 40. 40. <clears throat> 40. <laughs> so I ne- I'm, fi- I'm thinking, what you do is you never say you actually have the number. Right. Right? So I just stood up and I went, 40? Like you're in a trance? <laughs> At the DMV, 40? And they go, yeah. yeah. Walk up to the window. So you just repeated the number they said. That's correct. What was the number? I still got 82 in my pocket. But what? They never even. What if number 40 had actually shown up? We got, no, they, okay, I know that. That's what I was thinking. But that's why I waited for the second one because they, all the ladies, there were three ladies working there. They all did it the same way. That's their, that's got to be their system. Say it twice. Look at the crowd. Move on. No reaction. Go to the next one. Right? So it's like 40, 40. So you got to wait before, just before they're ready to go to that next number. So nobody's coming up, right? So you know, number forty isn't actually there. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just yeah. kind of stand up. Oh, forty. You know, like you've been in some DMV and, trance. So you're like a buffoon. That's which not... happens all the time, right? You, yeah. You're, right. I mean, you're just sitting there. And, oh, hey, that was my number. And obviously, uh, they would think, you know, you being a moron, they would believe it. Mm-hmm. They would be like, oh, that guy, yeah, that guy really just sat there through 9,000 yeah. numbers, and then He's when his number was called, almost missed it. <laughs> like Clearly that. but stupid. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, so hold on. I, so, so two important things here. Uh, two, two, I, I, uh, two questions I should, for you. I should have done one other thing, though. Go ahead. I'll okay. answer your question. So two questions. Number one, if you went up there and they said, your number, what would you have done? What, and you would have said well, 40? Uh, and they would have said, can I, can I have the number? What, I, what would you have I, said? I left it back there. Did you plan something well, you like could, that? Well, in my head, I thought, well, I either say, I either show it to him and go, oh, 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 82. But you can't do that because then you're then <laughs> no. you're <pulling> apart, Right? <laughs> That's you're a right. terrible yeah, way of handling yeah. it. So you just got to say, no, I don't have it. You know, I felt. No, so you would, you would lie you'd have to. and say. Yeah, you'd have to, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you wouldn't have to. You could have just Because some guy, because 81 is standing back there in the hallway yes. going, that ain't 40. He ain't 40. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, no way. I am surprised that someone who had been sitting there for hours didn't call you out. What are they going to say? Nobody. They, He's not they, 40. Show his number. He's not 40. DMV, they're DMV sheep. No, I'm that's what got you. That's why you can beat them. They're all just sitting there waiting for the... Hey, well, I got my tag. I'm 62. I got to wait till they call 62, 62. No! Stop it! That's like standing at a... That's like at crossing the street with no cars coming and looking and waiting to be told by the sign to walk across yeah, the street. With the exception no. of that one doesn't hurt someone else and yours does. What do you mean it doesn't hurt someone else? It does. You know How? what? When, when there's an empty slot in the line, everyone moves up. Mm. So... What you've done is you've actually inserted yourself in front and you've cut the line. And now... You're damn right I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and now you've made everyone else wait one person uh, longer you know than they were supposed to. That's a shame. And I feel is real it? bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> what I should have done is sold my 82 to some of the 90s yeah. on the way out. Right. That's what you should have done. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I got an brilliant. 82. I make, got an 82. Make yourself I, a little extra money. Yes. Now, I like that idea. I, I Except... Actually, if you go to sell your number out back, then they know you. You want to just get to get it over with and get well, out. Once you're out, you don't care, right? I mean, once you, once you get the, the yeah, transaction yeah. done. I was going to say, uh, it, it, I think I would wait until the next one was called. Like, 40, 40, 41. Oh, wait, 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 40. Like, you, I, no, because then they yeah. think, that, but then you're saying you actually have that number. See, I never said I actually had 40. I just repeated the number. No, you know, 40, <laughs> and I just stood up. Oh, 40. <laughs> yes, and I went up. I never said I had 40. You are devious. You're a conniver. 
You are the worst. Mm-hmm. You've got a great idea. And uh, Jeffy, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Hey, the future is here now. You know, supposedly. Uh, apparently, there's uh, cyborgs at work. Employees are getting implanted with microchips. Uh, this is not something I want to be involved in. Uh, but the, the syringe slides in between the thumb and index finger. Yeah. Then, with a click, a microchip is injected into the employee's hand, and another cyborg is created. Yeah, I mean, that's, their, that's the easy implant of the microchip, right? You can put them either in your wrist or, wow. the, you know, they like them in I your mean, hand. Or your forehead. Is that an interesting... Uh, now, see, now you've always got to take it yeah. to the worst you know, place. It's not the worst that's place. That's not your place. forehead. Why yeah. not? I mean, why not a forehead? That's There's an easy no one. no problem with that. You know, um, easy uh, to scan. I mean, it seems convenient. Yeah, right? you're always going to have your forehead with you. Or what are the hands? Which hand would you put it in your left hand, your right hand? No, I, I don't know. I Maybe don't one know. of the hands. We'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, you know, it's no big deal. Uh, what could pass for a dystopian vision of the workplace, almost routine as at the uh, Swedish startup Hub Epicenter? The company offers uh, to implant its workers and startup members with microchips the size of grains of rice. And then these function as swipe cards to open doors, operate printers, or buy smoothies with a wave of a, of a hand. Nice. So you just wave your hand, and it scans Boop. it underneath your skin. That's, I mean, think of the convenience. I know. Think of the convenience. You never have to carry around one of those company cards with you. You just swipe your hand, and, and it, the door opens. I mean, you know, it does not seem like there would be much of a convenience upgrade there. I mean, what, so you don't have to freaking go beep? I mean, I have my, my, my little company card in my wallet, so when I walk up, I just go beep. It's really not that hard. It goes. It's my hand from here to here. I know, but you got to carry it around to your from wallet here to here. My, yes, I carry my wallet all the time. It stinks. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think it's much of a convenience upgrade. That being said, however, I didn't think it was much of a convenience upgrade to scan my my fingernail With or my thumb. finger uh, print a, instead of typing in the stupid four digit code that everybody has on their phones. Right. Uh, and it is. Uh, it's changed my life. Uh, <laughs> and now I can never think of ever going back. I would. I would. I would uh, protest at the Capitol if they took it away from me. Um, so, I mean, it, it does go fast. Though I would say it's, it's like, couldn't you just do that with, like, a wristband? Like, what do you need to implant it for? I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. Like, can you do a little, a little watch, a little wristband, something like that? This costs money, plus people lose them. you got to well, replace them. implant it doesn't cost money? No, but then you don't lose it. Right, that's your employee. You don't lose it. It's in. You're good. You don't have to replace it. You're good. You know where I know where you're at at all times inside the building. What I you're mean, doing? Seriously, you these... would know where you were at all times. They could put scanners in places they didn't tell you where they were. Well, and when and they, they say printers, know. I mean that's what you know. They these you got supposed to. Our cards are supposed to be able to be used on some of the other printers in the building. That's what they're starting to set it up for. It's agonizing. Oh, really? Yeah. With um, Digital Angel. 
part of the sale of that is that they can uh, find you if you're ever kidnapped. You know, like it's for, your, for your safety. For, for your kids. safety. So That's always for the so safety. you your GPS could locate you, or if you have any kind of um, health issue, and yep. let's say you pass out, you've had a heart attack. Nine one one is called when your vital signs spike, and then the vital signs are sent to the EMTs as they're on their way to your location, and they That's know great. what your vital signs are. I mean, all those things are incredibly convenient and, and safety measures. And, of course, this is the way this is going to be sold, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the and, way they sell OnStar as well, which right? I, I have and love. And I mean, people are buying it. They, the injections have become so popular. Workers hold parties, to implant parties, and they all get implanted there. I mean, they Jeffy actually has a site called Implant Parties. I was going to say, totally I've had implant though. parties, but it ain't that. It's totally different material. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's like, about what's your plans, What's your material? No, uh, don't Jeffy? ask that. Never ask that. I got to say, too, uh, according to the picture on the screen behind you, my implants are bigger. Much bigger, yeah. Much bigger. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I don't know. That's weird, and it seems completely unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, the fact is. that you could, what, save a dollar when someone doesn't return a freaking r- rubber wristband that they could be wearing? I don't or know. Or a card? I mean, it I just mean, I seems... I don't know. I know. <laughs> 2,000 workers have it. Um, more than 100 companies are using it. 2,000 workers. They started this in 2015. Now about a, uh, a company based in Belgium also offers its employees these implants. And there are isolated cases around the world. Um, you know, this, yeah, this is dangerous stuff. I, I don't know why you <clears throat> would allow something implanted in your body like this. Yeah, I don't know I mean, why you do it. I guess if you are not uh, if you're not religious, religious maybe there's no reason. It. Although what I still don't pacemaker? like shots. What, I know. Right? What about a pacemaker? What about I mean they, you know, the modern day pacemakers have that's information total, that they send to their doc too. Okay. Yeah, that's different. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, that's fine. oh, he said okay. So we were, okay. it's, just, we're fine it's over. I was worried he was going to he was going to have an argument there. No, he didn't. Oh, no, you're fine. He just said okay. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I get what you mean. There are, there are lines on that, and it's weird. We draw them in strange places at times. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, uh, some of the stuff that Glenn talks about with AI and, and, and the, uh, the singularity sounds pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure does. I, I got to say, it sounds pretty good. And, and, and we talked to Colin Hoback today on, uh, on radio, and it's a good interview to go back and listen to if you're interested in this sort of stuff. Because he was, it was, you know, he did a documentary called Terms and Conditions May Apply, which was about like the things you're clicking agree to on every website and everything else. And it was, I thought it was an interesting conversation. Um, but like, as I was talking to him, you just realized that like he's making good points as to why we should we should care more about our privacy. We've made them for years about how we you should care more about your privacy. The bottom line is the technology beats it. It's better. It wins the argument. The technology wins because Mm -hmm. it makes your life better all the time. And until something happens that, and I can't even think of what it is. Honestly, like Egypt is a good example of this. Egypt had the internet. They started using the internet to become too free. They shut the internet off. Right. And still the technology won, right? Mm -hmm. Every dictator knows that the internet, you know, North Korea is like the only one who's been able to hold out. And at some point they're going to have it too. And when that happens, the same thing's going to, ha- is going to, to yeah. go through that process. And it, until, even, even if, though, uh, Egypt or North Korea used the Internet to target all of their political enemies and wiped out thousands of people, we'd still go along with it. We'd never believe it was going to happen to us until we were dead. That's, that's the problem. And it's, it's, and it's going to win, problem. right? You can't, you can't get anybody to be concerned about it. I mean, well, uh, look at how people... 
Digital Angel was what, 15 years ago? Yeah, we it was like 2000, 2001. Yeah, yeah. and I, I haven't heard about it really since at all. Like it kind of went away. But uh, I remember the story that people were lining up to be implanted with that mm-hmm. so that well, their kids, if anything happened, they'd know where they were. The pets are a big deal with and that pets. Sure pets are. all the time pets. now. And, and, I, don't have have and I don't care about pets. I don't care either. Go ahead but and I mean, implant them all you want. But they have the new system now. They had a big promotion this weekend of the new system where they have the chips that uh, have all the information, GPS, everything you need, but it also goes back to a <clears> website <throat> that you run so that when you, it, it, if it gets scanned, <clears throat> poop, somebody scans your pet. You get an email. Yeah. yeah. And, we, that, we, uh, we but you can do that in their collar. You don't need to implant anything. So that's that's the good thing about a pet. You can just put a collar around them, and that can have the GPS thing in it. Uh-huh. And that's, you know. That's at least part that's of it. Enough, it doesn't right? do the vital signs. Or You're just not going to put a collar around your kids, so the implant sounds a little more uh, reasonable with your kids. But Jeffrey, don't admit it. I don't know, man. Don't I, admit anything on, on, on record. Yeah. But you can easily do, uh, you know, there's stuff you can do with your kids, right? I mean, uh, you know, they, there are things you could do other than implanting your kid. I mean, you could put, whether it's a, you know, an ankle band or something like, you know, something that's uh, yeah, like a could. Jeffy style, uh, you know, I those would, things, man. house arrest those things, those things situation. But I mean, fun. you know, an easy one. I do think that, like, they do have that Although for I've pets. had six kids and I've never put an ankle band. I know, and I've never had, you know what, and I never had the... The, the rope thing, right, the, you know, the, the rope thing, like the dog the yeah. dog chain on a kid, I hate that so much. Just Why? Well, yeah, it looks like they're a pet. Yeah, I just hate that. The leash, the kid Jeffy leash. Jeffy doesn't like the kid leash? No, That's I do not. That's shocking to me, actually. No, I do not. I would think you'd be the guy who invented it. I would, I would I actually have guessed. You can use it, just not on kids. You'll think about that. Okay, for a let's let's move on. It's a weird stand uh, for him, isn't it? Yeah, very you, strange. You that is a, actually that. really weird one. Why? Because you know, a you want anything you could do to control someone else that makes your life better is something that you're for. That's that's how I see you. You know, that's true. Uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. You're that, right, Stu. Darn it! <laughs> I'm putting Alicia on the damn kids <laughs> right now. This is. Uh, let me show you this. This is shocking video. Shock video. <laughs> That work? Yeah. I tried the Drudge yeah. Report. Uh, thing. Yes. Is it in red? So yeah, it is in red. And there's <laughs> is a there siren. an alarm, a yes, siren, a siren above okay. it. Okay. Um, so how about this new style of gun training? Okay. You are using a real gun with real ammunition. That's okay. shocking. No, that's not it. Pat. Oh. Okay. Except you're also seeing real people who look like they're shooting back at you. Shock! That's shocking. And you are. Sh- Thank you. You are shooting <laughs> real people, you f- feels like, right? It's a video game. It's, it looks like you're shooting someone real. Let's go. Shock! Video! <laughs> Here's the shock video. Okay. All right. All right ready, Lance? Ready? Any questions? No. All right, stand by. Stand by. All right, go ahead and go on in your house. Now, does he know what's about to happen? Get out of my house! Get out of my house! Put the gun down! Come on here! Put the gun down! Drop the gun! Ooh. Ooh, come on, wow. man. He's down on the ground. Right You're going to nail him again? Bastard. Wow. I mean, that's... That does look real. Yeah, it's that real. That looks gun. real. So the way it so works. So it's a real gun. Real gun. Ammunition is live. You really what? pull the trigger. So does the other guy. 
Uh, it looked like you were shooting each other. It sounded like it, too. But you were actually shooting at a high-tech mirror film designed to absorb bullets at an angle oh my gosh. toward an area next to you. Your shots landed harmlessly in a rubber backstop behind that mirror. It's all part of a new training program run by that a company called Troy's Gate. Is shock! Shock video. That's cool. Was that shock video? That was really cool. Shock video. I'm shocked. Um, The whole experience, uh, even when you know how it works going in, is remarkably realistic. It feels like you're really shooting at somebody, and there's somebody shooting back at you. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be fun. Uh, It's extremely stressful, and it's great training. They've built a specialty shoot houses at two locations in North Carolina that have opened to the public. Full training uh, day of training, 250 bucks. Wow. That's pretty amazing. That would be interesting to try. That looks great. But, I mean, like, again, we've always talked about video games. Preparing yeah. you to, you know, potentially pull the trigger. They did this in the military for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is way beyond that. I mean, this is like you're actually pulling a, the trigger of a real gun at a real person. Yeah. You're just not actually killing them. That's incredible. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was shock video. Shock video, right? It was shock video. Shock video. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> shock video. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm looking for because I had two stories about. Uh, I such a hate when that happens. But this is this is our lives, by the way. It sure is. Yeah, I, it, it happened you know, again to me today. Because you'll see something that reminds you of something, and you know you have it, and you can't find it, and because well, and, you were going to use it on radio, but it never came up, and so yeah. So uh, the way, just as Pat's looking for this, the way we prep the show, and we've, we're mm-hmm. going through kind of like a, a new process of prepping the show. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we've done for a long time is we all read. You know, hundreds of stories seemingly every single day. No yes. And we go through our own personal filters. I will read a hundred stories <coughs> and I will say, here's the five that will probably work on radio or that I think are important enough to bring up or interesting enough to bring up. Mm-hmm. And we'll send that uh, to Natasha, uh, who prints them all in the morning um, and, and compiles them all. So we have like 900 stories. We actually do read <laughs> that many I mean, stories. But, yeah. and, and so lately what we've done is open that spigot up a little bit because, you know, mm-hmm. we wanted to get more stories in and we were thinking about how to open up that process because what we would do, you know, we're professionals, we get paid for this stupid job and we would apply the filters we've developed over a long time. Not you, Jeff, you don't get paid, but everyone else is a professional. So, uh, so, it, so I've been opening that spigot up a little bit. The worst part about that is, though, you read 100 stories and you del- get rid of 95 of them. It's always one Still that you didn't head. send darn right that's not in the prep anymore yep. that you're like, crap, yep. I never saw that I one. I just coming. read yes. about that Very from... True. From somewhere, and like you're searching your history, which I know. I know Jeffrey never wants to do. Oh, my God. Um, oh, no, I like searching geez. my history. I just get... You don't want other people to sidetrack. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah you okay. might get sidetracked. So, Jeff, well, were you okay. able to find so, the story? So, the the home invasion theme of that video reminded me about the home invasion where these three teenagers yes. busted into that house, and I think it was in Georgia. It was in Macon County, Georgia, and uh, so the kid who was home, I think he was twenty one years old. He's home. Three teenagers bust into his house. Mm-hmm. He goes and gets an AR fifteen. His dad's AR-15 comes out and confronts them, and there they are in his house. He shoots them, kills them all, all three of them. Kills three people. Three people. So the grandfather of one of them is all pissed off now and and raising a big stink because they didn't deserve to die. Uh. Then what the hell were they doing in somebody else's home mm-hmm. in the middle of the night with brass knuckles? And one of those grandfather's uh, points is. Well, brass knuckles against an AR-15, that ain't fair. 
Well, of course it's not fair. So stay the hell out of my house. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's supposed to and be how fair. do I know that's all you have on you? I don't know. I'm not asking you. Am I going to frisk you? No. I'm going to shoot first. And I'm going to ask what the hell you're doing in my house later after you hit the floor. That's when we'll work out all those details. Yeah. It is one of the dumbest pieces of video. And he supposedly a gun advocate who thinks right. you should be is able he? to defend your home. and But he's saying all these, well, they should, shouldn't have killed them. Who was really afraid for their lives? Keep them out of my house. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, It's, it's I just, unbelievable. If it's your nephew, maybe you're not thinking about these things rationally. You know, you know you're, you're having a fam- in the middle of a family tragedy. But uh, yeah, I get it. I mean, it's, I it's, it's, it's If my son is busting into somebody else's house and gets shot, I'm going to be like, man... I, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be, I'm going to hate that. First of all, I taught him better, and uh, he wouldn't do it. But if it happened, I would think, well, he broke into somebody else's house. W- wouldn't you? I mean, even in your grief, you, you still use your new on that. I know. Uh, uh, and, yes, you would say. What are you supposed to do, invite him to tea? Oh. Hey, boys, uh, it's good to see you. Let's, uh, can we sit down and just. Have some tea, and I, I got a little toast. Right. I, I mean, can, I can make some biscuits. Right. Like if your kid, uh, if your kid dies in a drunk driving accident, you're you're, you're going to be t- torn apart. But you're not going to say, "Well, the damn beer beer company shouldn't have been selling him beer." Right. right. I mean, you know, he should. Right. You know, they, they, you're not going to say, "Well, they, you know, uh, you, you know, the the, the the you know the car is at fault," or you're not going to blame anybody else. You're going to blame your your kid, even though it's difficult to do. Though I probably don't do it to a local news station. Um, um, on top of which, they were mad. This is I know you said Georgia, but I think. This was it was actually in Oklahoma. No, it was Oklahoma. But you're right. I mean, they had masks on. Yes, they had uh, the brass knuckles and a knife, and they had their getaway driver, the girl they finally caught up with. Yeah, she was up front to the left. But someone, yeah, they break into your home with masks, gloves, whether right. they had weapons yeah. or not. You're not. You don't know if they're going to beat no. you to death nope. with the brass knuckles and then and kill you, you, stab you with the knife. knife yeah. Come on. I mean, no, it's sorry. just utterly ridiculous. I mean, unbelievable. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely On the ridiculous. other hand, this is what happened in Georgia. Uh, a guy goes home. He's got two homes. One he uses for his business, and the other is down the street that he actually lives in. And he runs his Internet company out of his business. So he goes into that home, mm-hmm. and he's about to do business, and he hears this weird sound. It sounds like the shower's on. So he goes upstairs, and there's a guy in his shower <laughs> showering. And he's like... Uh, what the hell are get out of my house? The guy threatens him like I'm gonna beat the hell out of you. you leave me alone, kind of thing. He goes to his other house, grabs his gun, comes back, goes back upstairs. Guy's still in his shower. He shoots him three times and kills him. <laughs> wow! And kills him. Now and now wow. he's being charged with second degree murder. Hmm, that's interesting. That's a tough one. What states? What's Georgia? That one's in Georgia. Because that would have a lot to... Because I think in Texas, you'd probably still... In Texas, you're fine. You probably still would be okay know, with it. I because your life's especially, not being threatened. Though, especially right? at night. No, they don't, you don't have... To, that's not the standard here. No. That's not the standard. Is If they're on your property and they shouldn't be and it's night, you, you'd pretty much take care of yourself. However... If they're in your home and it's day, I think you can shoot them. Yeah, yeah but I, he's I, in the shower. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Get him out! I know, I What's understand What's he going to do that, when he gets out of the shower? I don't, I don't know. know, but there was a, well, they could make, you could make a reasonable case that you could have time to call the authorities. Yes, I, I agree. And that's what they're saying. He, yeah. did, he called 911 after he shot the guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. That one's a little bit darker I mean, area. Do we, I, I, mean, I don't know. I personally... Okay, but I'm just going by what they're going to well, say. Well, I, I think there's two parts of this. One is, uh, it, it's... 
not necessarily always what you are legally able to do, uh, as opposed to what is right Me to do. Me personally, right. I, I think I'd tell the guy, all right, get out of my shower or I shoot you. Once you are armed. While I've yeah. called the police yeah. and then I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to give him a chance to, to do that. Yeah, Me I mean, I, I think, I don't know, it's interesting. I think I, I probably would have left and called the police and not gone back. You know, I mean, because, I mean, I, what am I doing, right? I mean, am I protecting my stuff or am I protecting my life? And if I'm protecting my life, the thing to do is not stay. That's probably why he's in trouble. Yeah. Because Georgia's another state that you would think yeah, would have sure would. fairly decent laws. Uh, and I get you know, some of these states have what they call a... Uh, uh, like a flea law or a retreat law, or I, for, yeah. I forget yeah. exactly what it's what it's called. But you're supposed to retreat first, and then if you're still threatened, I mean that's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I, I think, yeah, I, look, if, if you walked in there, you had your gun on him, you saw this guy, and you shot him, I, the, like. But if you have but a chance, you actually back, did leave, and you left your place, and you went and you got, got your gun, and then you came back. To me, like that—that's not the right decision. Whether it's legally uh, okay, I don't know. I mean, I would say that obviously the person is in your house. You probably have the right to shoot him, um, and I don't know. They're going to charge him. We'll see. We'll see. Here's, here's the statute. On the, state laws. the statute says this: uh, force is lawful whenever used by a party about to be injured or by another lawfully aiding him or her in preventing or attempting to prevent an offense against his or her person or a malicious trespass. It seems like malicious, malicious trespass, trespass. Or other malicious interference with real or personal property lawfully in his or her possession. Yep, in fine there. The, in case the force is not more than is necessary. So obviously they decided and that force was more, more, more than, than necessary. necessary. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think... It, and it go, to go back to but the other story... subjective, right? Yeah. You're, you're in a whole gray area there where you don't know. And that's what you get at trial, right? Yeah. Um, and this is another thing I wanted to bring up for the last case, because... Um, Again, it's not always what you're legally able to do, but it's, it's, it's what the right thing to do is. The first case we talked about, the guy shooting the three people in his house is in the right. It's the right thing to do, and it's legally right. Now, that being said, he is going to go through hell. Yep. Hell because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you worry about, obviously, like three kids breaking into a house and getting shot. It's a very sad story. They did it to themselves. Right. Um, the person who is defending them, themselves didn't do anything in this situation. They did not... They did not uh, start the. It's not their fault, for example. Right. Um, however, they will. I mean, if no, we did. Were you in the the gun training course that we were in, Pat? Were you there no, that I didn't day? Go. We did a gun training course, a bunch of us together, um, and uh, they explained and they put the fear of God into you. For anyone who says uh, the oh, like gun people, they're all gun nuts. We did a, a no. full day gun course. They put the fear of God into us, basically saying, <laughs> "Look, you have a gun." You can protect your life with that gun. You are legally able to do these these things. However, if you do them, your life will be hell. If you someone breaks into mm-hmm. your house and you shoot them, you will be basically charged with murder. You will be handled as if you murdered them. Not only that, but any decent human being is going to feel badly about a- having. And to that's shoot the somebody. other part of this, right? Like you know, you've taken a human life. You've taken three human lives in this case, yeah. right? So yeah. that's going to be tough, really physically, tough. emotionally, and all that other stuff. Really tough. But also, you are going to be treated as if. You, they're going to try to find you doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And unless you, can, you are airtight and you've done everything right, and they're going to try to find something. And you might very well still be sued. You might go through years and years of, of legal proceedings before this stuff happens. And it, and it certainly said to me that if I could get away, if I could, 
you make that judgment on the fly and then you're not always right. But if you could, if you knew you could get away and you can get the hell out of there and the person winds up stealing a bunch of your stuff and you're out of there and you call the cops, much better outcome. Yeah. I'd much rather lose the yeah, stuff yeah. than deal with that with and, and have to deal with myself of knowing even though I did the right thing, I still ended somebody's life. I don't want to deal with if that it's either. me, I'm only shooting somebody if my family's there and I'm and it's middle of the night yeah, and I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Right. To protect my family, I'll shoot him. Absolutely, him. I'll shoot him. I'll shoot oh, him. Yeah. Absolutely. And I will feel a bit bad. If I'm alone in the house, I might try to find another way. I don't know. Yeah, and I, wouldn't I, don't feel, know. I would not feel bad to defend my family. No way. If I made that determination. However, make sure you're right. Yeah. You know, do, do the best you can because you will, you will go through. I mean, they were talking about, they were telling us stories in that class about, you know, one person, you know, person brings in, they shoot him. It's obvious they're right. However, Multiple years of, of um, legal proceedings um, being sued by people s- blew through their entire uh, savings, life savings uh, on attorneys and things like that to defend themselves against these charges. Mm-hmm. It, it is not worth it. First of all, it's not right to do uh, unless you feel, really feel the need to do it and, and, you, and you have um, a life-threatening situation. But beyond that, it's just a real freaking hassle. Yeah. You know, it, it's not, you know, we go, when someone's dead, that is going to be a big deal. And you have to remember that just because in your head, well, he broke in and, and that's it, that doesn't necessarily mean the end, of it. Uh, the end of it. And this guy in Georgia is about to find this out, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Because he might very well get off on that. Um, he may, they may find, well, wait a minute. Well, the, the statute says um, property. Uh, right. It says, it says uh, you know, trespassing. All these things he's qualified for. Yeah, it talks about criminal trespass. That's definitely going on if somebody's in your shower naked. Yeah, but uh, was there too much force? I mean, that I is a know. subjective thing and yeah, he's going to be fighting that in court for the rest of his life yeah probably in some way or one way or another yeah triple eight seven two seven back hi we got to be short because we have spoons coming up and uh, it's probably a pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, we a, haven't tried it yet. But. Kind of a crazy popcorn situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we like crazy popcorn situations. Jeffy has a website called crazypopcornsituations.net. Couldn't get the main one. but I appreciate uh, you. It has nothing, and not a lot to do with the popcorn real. except that they're sprinkled over naked yeah, bodies. They're uh, real, it's weird. Which is weird. I don't, that's mm. not what we're going to be trying today. No. There's trying things to... popping out, I'll tell you that. Okay. Um... <laughs> You're the worst person in America. Uh, uh, activist surfers yeah, like uh, made a brotastic plea for city council to erect a 12-foot... Uh, have we not played this? We played it on radio. We haven't oh, played okay, it here. You haven't seen why. it. So I'll well, give you a little quick clip of this. This is Because we right. have the uh, a couple weeks away from the Fate and the Furious. Or the Fate of the Furious. Oh, my gosh. What is that, 12? <laughs> I think it's 8. Now, remember, 7 was the biggest one of the series. So they're not yeah. anywhere close to ending this Is thing. that true? Seven was the Seven biggest. Seven turned one, out to be the biggest. Well, it was right after Paul Walker died. That's why. Oh, he's that's making true. the rounds. I mean, he's doing all the late shows and uh, who? Paul Walker, Diesel. Diesel. That would be interesting. Yeah, if Paul, Paul Walker. Walker. Does, I would yeah, watch no, Paul that. Walker. I would watch, watch that. that. No, he's he, he's not doing it. And by the way, the fate of the Furious, uh, Fast and the Furious, the whole series. Because at the beginning, it was like, hey, these guys are racing. They're getting some arguments. There's some, you know, there's some chases. It's now to the point. We have to show this. Um, Caleb, can you tell uh, Marissa? We need to show the the trailer to this movie tomorrow because it's so ridiculous. It, it's now. essentially it's like sci-fi. I was gonna say, you know what it is? It's like Sharknado with a really uh-huh. big budget. Uh huh. It's like it is. it's this completely absurd things happening over and over and over again. They're not even trying to make it mildly realistic. Like cars are flying from the like the Golden Gate Bridge over the water to the Bay Bridge. 
Right, and they're landing perfectly. miles away, right. and they're landing perfectly, it, it, and it's, you know, but they drove it, really fast, so that's how they got there. In the trailer, uh, they, it, this is a serious part of the trailer. I think they're <laughs> they're racing on ice. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're racing on ice next to each other, and someone a somehow s- shoots a tornado. Uh, a, a, what's the word? What? Torpedo. Torpedo. Thank you. Torpedo at them. I was had Sharknado on no, the base. The, what? I think it so, shows the it shows the submarine breaking through the ice. A submarine comes through the ice and shoots a torpedo at them. So now a <laughs> torpedo is chasing the car, and then I think oh it's the rock. The rock, it's the the rock, rock leans on. out yeah. the door and pushes the torpedo away from them, so it blows up away from them. His hands go on the so torpedo tell and he me, pushes so, it away. So you want to tell me how that isn't you real? Have you have to, have to see this trailer? It's amazing. It is amazing. You haven't, I'm surprised you haven't seen that. we got to do this on the show. Uh, uh, come don't on. Look, don't look for it. I, I want to see your your uh, expression, so I hope you don't watch it before then because I, it's, it's really be hard. It's really good. Try I, not to. It's uh, so good. Wow. So anyway, let's watch this. This is a, a guy at a city council in, uh, where is it, Santa Monica? I think it's Santa Monica. It's somewhere so. in California uh, talking about what he wants to, to do. It's tied to this movie a little bit. Watch what up, Council? My name is Chad Kroger. What up, Council? First, I just want to say I'm truly honored to be here. Uh, to be in a city where you can have a surf session and then what go up, to a council? council meeting within the span of an hour. Is this, I think that say just bacon? shows that the American dream is still mm-hmm. very much alive. So thank you. <laughs> All right, to the serious stuff. I, uh, I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. I'm a freelance journalist, and after interviewing hundreds of people, I've witnessed firsthand the ever-growing divide between Americans and families torn apart over political differences. It's in times like these we need a unifying figure we can all turn to, a beacon of headlights that can guide us down the dusty road. Beacon of headlights. I was 11 years old when my first love, Ashley, betrayed me by moving to Newport Beach. (laughs) I felt lost, alone, (laughs) bombed. And it was in that melancholy that my dad took me to see The Fast melancholy. and the Furious, where for an hour and 47 minutes, I transcended my worries because I had just met my new hero, Paul Walker. <laughs> Afterwards, at Carl's Jr., I thought about what Paul taught me. I think the most inspiring thing was the fact that even after Dominic Toretto beat him in that first race, Paul still managed to bed his sister. <laughs> and another thing is the fact that he still saved Vince even though Vince was flexing on him the entire movie and questioned his love for tuna sandwiches um, which I think is a true testament to his character it's amazing this true. continued yeah. and I just want to go off book here you know it wasn't just Fast and the Furious he inspired me in a ton of other movies as well uh, Skulls, Meet the Deedles, Eight Below, <laughs> Into the Blue Varsity Blues just to name a few and that rhymes <laughs> Paul's on-screen legacy was unfortunately cut short. No, it didn't run. But that does not mean his impact on society must be cut short as well. Right. Detroit has the RoboCop. <laughs> Philly has Rocky. We need Paul Walker. That is why I'm proposing that the city erect a 12-foot-tall steel statue of Paul Walker on the pier. This is fantastic. And I'm also proposing that it be sculpted by none other than Damien Ortega, best known for his installation of White Cube 2003. Now, where do you, uh, where do you get a bacon fast cap? Approaching. That's what I want to know. Jeffy? And so we don't have much time. Um, I love how he So I'm just going to ask you guys straight up, how can we get started? When can we break ground? <laughs> All right, so you get the point. I love. I that. guess some he's some comedian, but he actually really went funny. through this. Uh, Very funny. I don't know, somehow 
kept it together through that. Uh, and then also um, the reaction is fairly funny, but we're short on time here. We'll uh, check it out online. We'll tweet it out from the Pat and Stu account. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Coming up, Spoons and Bill O'Reilly. On the other side. Nice. So, what did the council say? Well, they just they, they obviously so embraced it'll be the built immediately. We break ground next Thursday. <laughs> next Thursday, yeah. That's yeah. all they needed was yeah. somebody to propose it. That's good. All right, we're pretty tight on time here, but uh, we have confetti popcorn from Uptown Popcorn. Uh, We're very excited about it. Uh, It is very colorful. Look how diverse we are. Look at that. Wow. All these cultures working together. Here are the flavors as we, I will uh, give Pat some to try. All right. Uh, Grab a handful and you get a taste of banana, blackberry, blueberry, blue coconut, cheesecake, grape, green apple, orange, pink cotton candy, strawberry, vanilla, and watermelon all together. Confetti Mm. popcorn. We're going to... Ooh, blackberry good. That's a lot. Mm. Mmm. It's pretty good. Very fruity. I'm not sure I like eating them all at once like that. I'd rather taste the individual flavors separately. All right, so let's give it a shot. Let's see if we can guess which one is which. Maybe I got this one. And I you would, guess you'd think that'd be a like grape. grape or something. Mm-hmm. And this would be banana. Mm-hmm. It could be. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't taste I like mean, much. Like a... I don't know. I don't like it. Really? Mm-mm. Do you like it? Pretty good. Yeah. There's coconut in there, too, and I don't like coconut. Maybe that. Oh. Yeah, but yeah there's a blue. What's the pink one? Um, like a bubble Strawberry? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe? I don't know. Oh, pink cotton candy. Pink cotton candy? Um, hmm. I don't I mean, like this. I don't like the texture. I don't like the taste. Hmm. I don't like it. I'm going to give it a five. Five on a scale of 118. 18 being the highest number Jeff you can count to. Well, I don't like it on my ear. I don't like it. Well, you have it all in your mouth. Oh, well, I'm getting rid of it. I don't want to leave it on the top here. <laughs> I mean, I actually do like it. I do. Um, I like it a lot? I give it a um, give it a 12. Really? Yeah, it's not great, but okay. I, I, I like it. Uh, Jeffy? I think what, did you, what did you give it about? Five. My point is, I think that, like if you tried a bunch of different flavors, it's like a bunch of flavors at once is not my style. I'd rather mm-hmm. get it. But I think the popcorn overall would be good. I mean... So, uh, we were just talking about this popcorn thing, and we're going to get to Bill O'Reilly and Glenn here in just a second. But, like, I, it's interesting that uh, I don't think I would order this type of popcorn. Like, I would go to this place, and they probably have 100 flavors. And I don't think I would order this one because it's all, like, a bunch of fruity things. But overall, I kind of like yeah. it. I, it's I like it a the 12. Fruit Loops of popcorn. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Yes, I would give you that. So all right, I'm here's uh, Glenn Beck and Bill O'Reilly. Together again. So, Bill, give me the definition of uh, old school, and 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 name the people who are gnomes, no, uh, that that we would all know that is old school and and snowflake. Glenn Beck is old school. Everybody knows him because they're watching him right now. O'Reilly's old school. We have points of view that are grounded in tradition, American tradition. And when we were growing up, there was a certain code. There was right and wrong. There were behavior mores. 
Uh, and all of those things that we were taught in school and at home formulated our personal point of view or philosophy. So old school is a philosophy. OK, now it's not a political. You can be conservative old school, liberal old school. Snowflake. Snowflake has no philosophy. That's why it's a snowflake. It kind of just goes like this. And whichever way the wind blows over here. No, no, no. Over there. And whatever they pick up emotionally is their philosophy of the day. So if a snowflake is offended by something, instead of being uh, confrontational and say, knock it off to whoever's offending them, they run to a safe space. Uh, and, and their emotions can be triggered at any, at any moment has this, by something unpleasant. This, so it, it's a, just, just bottom line, it's a point of view about life. Old school snowflake. Is it a new thing? Have there ever been a time, Bill, that you can find where snowflakes, as you put it, have existed? The fall of the Roman Empire. Oh, Why do you have to go there? <laughs> you know, I, you know, you're the one that's, that's supposed to look at example. me and say, Beck, I think you've gone too far. I don't want Bill O'Reilly telling me that the last time we saw this was the fall of the Roman Empire. No, but it's the most vivid example of a culture that was once strong that dissipated into weak and therefore dissolved. So I, I'm trying, Beck, for you. Just make it so simple, simple yeah, no, I that know. you can just grasp I know. it. I know. I, I appreciated the very small words in the book, too, um, written just for me. <laughs> um, so, so is this an American thing, or do you think this is happening no, across it, the no. West? Oh, no, 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 no. There's some nations that are basically snowflake nations. Um, if you go to Sweden, for example, I mean, it's... ABBA and uh, the snowflakes. I mean, they're everywhere. And literally, they're everywhere because it never stops snowing in that country. Um, but we have countries, entire countries, that are uh, full of the snowflake culture. They embrace it. They caress it. They love it. Uh, they can't get enough of it. So it's not just an American thing. But it is a Western thing. You know, it's hard for Asians to be snowflakes because they're still struggling to survive. And, you know, snowflakes uh, are born out of affluence. You know, my dad and mom were raised in the Depression. Couldn't be a snowflake. Couldn't be whining. You had to work. You had to work to get food. All right. Uh, when the nation was forged, you had to fight to get freedom. That kind of thing. And snowflakes, there's no room for them. But now, a lot of people are very well off, a lot of time on it. You get the little machine, you're texting everywhere. Um, so it's a whole different I mean, thing. Your but if you're, if you're struggling, you can't be a snowflake. In your book, um, you talk about how your, you know, your dad put you in, basically, how did you describe it? You didn't describe it as Alcatraz. I'm trying to remember the prison you described your school as, uh, that your, your parents <laughs> put you in. Uh, yeah, Chaminade High School. It was three hours of homework. You do it or die. Right. I mean, it was one of those, like Paris Island. Okay. You know, for the Marine right. camp. So, so here you are. Um, uh, this is coming from a different generation where we had to work, et cetera, et cetera. I agree with you. I don't think my kids understand what hard work is really all about um, the way I did because my parents really were struggling. And while my kids have to yeah. work, it's just not the same. Some kids, it's not the same, but you, you have to be able to to uh, grab the urchins attention and, and at least challenge them into some areas. And, and if you don't, you're going to have snowflake yeah. kids. I mean, you got to say, yeah. hey, 
It's snowing. Get out there with a shovel. I want a pathway in, th- in uh, 10 but you minutes. Had, and, and you got to do When you that. were growing up, you had a whole society. Um, you, I mean, you talk about it, you know, the teachers and the school, everything, your parents, the friends, everybody was going down one road. Pretty much everybody is going down the snowflake road, Bill. On both sides. No, I think it's, it's, I think it's a division now in this country. I think there are a lot of old school people uh, who are very frustrated by the PC culture that is absolutely stifling freedom of speech. You know, if you're, if you're old school now, you're just not old school. You're evil on the PC side. You're evil. Um, they don't, don't respect that at all. And you know that. I mean, uh, you and I are attacked every single day by these people, uh, the PC culture. And um, you can fight it. But I don't believe that America is going the, the I think it's a divided nation. So then what 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 cures it? What makes us pick a side, Bill? What makes us what, what? makes us pick a side? What makes us what stops us well, from you being have to rolled? be interested? You have to be interested in a culture. And a lot of people are. And again, with the machines, all they do is text their life away and they're just watching video games or whatever they're doing. So they don't care about the culture. But if you're interested in your country and you're interested in your neighborhood and what's going on and you're a little appalled at, you know, you can't go out and speak your mind and not be accused of being a racist or whatever, then you're going to start to take a stand and you're going to start to say, no, I'm not going to. This is all BS and I'm not going to deal with it. And you're going to tell your kids that your friends that you might lose some friends, but um, you don't have to. You can just say this is the way I see it. Where am I wrong? Where am I going wrong? I think you stick up for yourself. And that's what old school people have to do. That's why I'm mobilizing them back in uh, with this book. You you uh, your co-author. I don't think I've ever asked you yes. about your co-author before, because all your killing books, it was some guy that I think you got out of a... Martin Dugard, a brilliant researcher. Out yes, of a, some sort of a psychiatric clinic where he was just obsessed with killing people. <laughs> um, but this guy, you have known for a very long time. Tell me how you met him. We were at Boston University in the School of Communications, and we were both on the newspaper, the Daily Free Press, and we were both columnists on the newspaper. And I would mock him and he would mock me. And then we stayed friends over the uh, decades. Now, he's an old school guy, but he's an L.A. guy. He wrote three James Bond movies. He's a Hollywood guy, but he's maintained his Newark, New Jersey roots. And so I wanted a different voice in the book other than mine, because I didn't want people like you to be so offended. You can break off from me and read what Bruce Feirstein has to say. And yeah, it's well, funny. No, his was the better and part. I like to say. We're both in the old school. We take different buses to get yeah. there. It just makes it more interesting. So, so, so Fierstein's living large now, now. Not so much with him, but because of you. What would stop the average, let's say, millennial or a person like me to look at this book and say, this is just two old farts who are screaming, get off my lawn? This- okay. Um, there are going to be people who don't want to know anything, who don't want to understand the culture, and what can we do? All right. Maybe we can trap them and read from the book to them. (laughs) But this book is number one on Amazon. It's going to sell a a ton of copies. There are a lot of people who are really interested in the culture and they'll read it. So I don't care about those other people. It is um, it is a really great book, um, Bill. And uh, this is one that I actually read because, like I said, small words and and nobody dies in it. And it's (laughs) it's very short. So. It's sensitive. I, I wrote it. For, I wrote it. But but Beck is an old school guy. You guys are watching. And, you know, sometimes the people say things about Beck. Beck, Beck has a good, solid belief system. Um, it's not about values. It's about point of view. And, he, and he's not a phony. And he puts it out there. And that's the number one old school so deal. When, you, you speak from when the it heart. comes to 
our president, uh, our last president and this president. Barack Obama, snowflake? It's hard for me to evaluate. No, I wouldn't say so. I, I, I didn't put... Uh, the only snow, I named one president as a snowflake. I'm not going to tell you. I want everybody to read the book. And there's one president that's absolutely a snowflake, and you can tell. The other guy's kind of in and out. I mean, I wouldn't call uh, Barack Obama old school. I wouldn't say he's old school. But I wouldn't call him a snowflake. I don't think he's a whiner. Uh, once in a while, he did. Um, and Trump whines once in a while on his tweets, you know. But I, those guys, I don't really know them. I know Trump better than Obama enough to really say bing, bing, you know. The people that I classified in the book as, as old school or snowflakes, I really studied them. I really know them. Like Billy Joel, my pal. He's old school, and I tell you why. You know, because I know I've known him since I'm 12 yeah. years old. So I didn't get, I, I didn't want to get a lot of politics in this book. There's some on the election, but not a lot. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly, always good to talk to you, sir. God bless, man. Thanks for having me in. Thanks for reading the book, Beck. I'm, I'm very flattered well, you took the time. Yeah. Well, I actually, I mean, I, I hired somebody to read it to me. But, <laughs> you were fanned yeah, at the same right. time. Thanks, Bill. <laughs>